Hey y'all, it's Masha and Andy from Love What I Love. This is a small bonus episode. Uh, it's a bit of a follow-up episode on one of our very early ones. Yes. Um, if you remember, one of Masha's ep- first episode was uh, Bulletproof Monk. And on that episode, I heard her mention uh, that she found that it was based on a comic book and she would love to one day read that book. So me, being the wonderful boyfriend I am, right. took note and <laughs> purchased her that comic book for her birthday. Yeah, and it was lovely. So I have since then re- uh, read the comic book and figured I'd pull Andy aside, tell him a little bit about it and my thoughts and do that in a short mini episode. Yeah, because I haven't read it. And so I figured a lot of people haven't either. So if anyone's a fan of the movie, it would totally. be a fun little comparison contrast. I should preface, though, this is unlike all of our other episodes. We really we usually do some in-depth research structured conversation structured conversation we're not doing any of that here it's kind of loosey-goosey total free form minimal editing all that just just right on the mic exactly and so nice and short <laughs> exactly so wanted to prepare you mentally for that um but just know it's going to sort of be a free-for-all uh, mini conversation so bulletproof monk the comic book I was really excited to get into this, actually, um, especially from what I learned from my research when we covered the movie. Yeah. Uh, before you jump into that, uh, is this your first ever comic book? Oh, my God. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. That went over my head. This is the first comic book I've read front to back. But it, it's actually, honestly, not that long. Let me see here. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I think it was multiple issues when it came out, but yeah. this collected this book that I bought collects all of them into one. There are no page numbers in comic books. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's real quick. I think I think you could read it in one sitting if you just. Like, oh, that's yeah. exactly what I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a big endeavor here. It's not a this isn't thirty years of Spider Man or X Men or some shit like that. Right. So I'm assuming that everybody knows what the movie's about. So I'm not yeah, really going to cover that. And guess what? If you don't, go listen to our episode. <laughs> exactly. It's, good. it's a good episode. <laughs> so one of the differences, obviously, is all the characters in this comic book are Asian. Yeah. I remember we, we touched on that in, the, uh, in our episode. Exactly. So this comic book follows Carr. His family had escaped from communist China. And his mom basically put him on a boat to escape to Tibet and then to America. The movie starts off in the past and then shoots ahead in time because the monk can like live for a long time right does this whole thing take place like during world when like when nazis were in power no this actually takes place in modern day america so you you it kind of opens with car and you could tell like he doesn't really have he doesn't have any family like he the last time he saw his mom he was 12 years old being put on a boat somewhere i I have to say off the bat too i mean i think that a little backstory you gave me is a little bit more interesting than guy who likes kung fu movies (laughs) (laughs) which is the car's backstory in the movie totally i mean yes he's a loner and has no family and all that but he doesn't you don't really know much about where he's been other than he just loves to watch kung fu movies and therefore he can fight right and one cool thing about this too is when his mom sort of put him off to escape there's a necklace that he wears Mm -hmm. and that necklace is for his people you know the key to finding the bulletproof monk so Uh, he's disappeared they don't know where he's at they say that he's went into hiding but this piece of necklace will help the people find him when he when they need him once again Okay. Which is pretty cool. So Carr has this necklace and we open up with these gangsters trying to like, they basically break into where he's working and then one of the gangsters trying to take his necklace and he kind of like fights them off. Nice. And he ends up bec- becoming friends with these gangsters um, and then they get him to open up about why the necklace is so important to him and that's where we get that backstory. 
So Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, like he's immediately connected to the monk, unlike the movie where the monk like almost finds him. Exactly. And, uh, not necessarily finds him, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, and pursues spo- him as being the next monk. And spoiler alert, I'm literally gonna kinda spoil this oh, comic yeah, for you. Do it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so just a warning, you know. Um so the one thing I liked about this is that the bulletproof monk is nowhere in this comic. Really? Like it's just a legend of the monk. Oh, that is actually pretty cool. <laughs> so you're kind of roped into car. You get to know him as um, a person and kind of like the gangster affiliations he has. Uh-huh. So he kind of gets roped into the group that I mentioned. He starts like catching feelings for this character they call Daughter, uh-huh. who is basically the daughter of the head of this organization, I guess. And I will, I should also mention that I was a little confused throughout the comic. I don't know that this comic was originally written in English because there were a lot of like weird phrasing oh, interesting. and character names that I was like, is this in English? Like, yeah, I, maybe not. I have no idea. I don't think it is. Cause I know I'm pretty sure the version I have you like mentions the movie. Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, so yeah, I think there's it was, a forward I think by it, just John Woo. Yes. Yeah, so I think it was the popularity of the movie that maybe might've brought this to America. Yeah. I mean, it's weird for a character's name to be daughter, right? Like, that's not just me. Yeah. (laughs) So what happens is the leader of the organization gets murdered. Nobody knows who did it. But this daughter basically has to become the head of the organization. And she basically is like, car, like it's over. Mm -hmm. And cuts it off with him. So I originally came in thinking that this woman that he was falling in love with was going to be like the Jade from the movie. Definitely not any of those things. Like, she, yes, can fight and do all these things, but she is not Jade. Yeah. (laughs) So what ends up happening is, and I like that you can do this in comic books, that you can have kind of like a side story going on. And there was like a to be continued. Nice. That was pretty exciting. So there's this side story where you see this woman named Flower basically murder a woman and you don't really know why. And you find out later that it's because she's been been hired by communist China to basically track down Bulletproof Monk and kill anybody in the way. Uh-huh. So she eventually comes into contact with Daughter and they they basically are kind of working together to track down Carr because they find out that, you know, he's kind of the link, the only lead they have to finding Bulletproof yeah. Monk. And they kind of do a switcheroo here where... F- Flower kind of goes undercover and starts dating Carr mm. um, to find out more about what he knows about the oh, Bulletproof snap. Monk. Okay. So she ends up sort of being like the Jade character. But again, I think that character was kind of, for the movie, created. But yeah. I don't think that... And he probably just took some aspects from these characters. Exactly. So what ends up happening is, while all this stuff is happening, Carr is really struggling to find out who he is as a person. Yeah. He's never really gotten over how quickly he had to detach from his mother and basically all of his roots. He does have um, one person in his life that he calls uncle, I think. And he's kind of like the guy in the movie theater in the movie. Oh, nice. So yeah. the movie theater owner. <laughs> and he actually is teaching Carr how to, how to fight. Uh, so cool. he's not learning it from kung fu movies. Nice. Like, <laughs> they actually learn how to fight. Um, but there's this one instance where Carr is kind of, like, over it. And he start during training, he, like, actually defends himself correctly and, like, badassly. And hits his uncle down. And his uncle's like, great job. The only problem is I didn't teach you any of those moves. Oh. <laughs> So you start to realize that Carr is starting to get in touch with some inner voice that he's not really familiar with. Mm -hmm. And that I liked because in the movie, obviously, the monk is the one who helps Carr 
listen to his inner voice and learn all these skills. Whereas in the comic book, Carr is inheriting all of these skills and it seems like it's emanating from the necklace that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. So how it concludes is the necklace is actually the way that the next bulletproof monk, how the powers of the bulletproof monk are transferred to the uh. next person. So where, whenever and wherever the bulletproof monk passes away, whoever has that necklace um, is the next chosen one, I guess. To inherit those powers. So is the idea the monk died when he was a little kid and got the necklace from his mom? I think the idea is that he had the necklace. The The monk did go into hiding, but he died recently because... Oh, uh, once he dies, the power of the necklace kicks in. Exactly. So the power of the necklace, like Carr gets this power halfway through the comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. So that means that some somehow, somewhere, the bulletproof monk passed away and now Carr is that next person. Oh, cool, cool. Which I, I, I liked. Yeah. I can't believe how different this is than the movie. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be a couple changes here and there, but like the same structure. But they really just wrote an entirely different story totally. with like the with just the general outline of this. Yeah, I would have even liked a little bit more about the history and background of Bulletproof Monk. I think obviously this is a first issue, so there are a couple of more copies. This kind of ended in a to be continued sort of scenario. Oh, really? Because I, I, I thought on the back it said it's the complete saga. I think there were three comics in this one issue that you gave me. Uh-huh. But I don't know. For me, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. He figures out he has these powers. The girl he ends up actually falling in love with, Flower, kind of sacrifices herself so he can escape from Daughter, who tries to kill him and get the powers. Yeah. Um, And then it kind of ends with him, you know, going on this journey to help people along the way. Now that he's fully, he's fully accepted that he is bulletproof monk oh wow interesting yeah i guess it doesn't say it right off the bat it just says read this book and no it says uh this three-part story collects the original bulletproof monk miniseries which made me think it was a conclusion if Mm. it was the original series like oh i guess maybe but i might be wrong i mean i didn't even read it so i mean it was three parts but to me it wasn't very conclusive like i still feel like there's more to be said cool so, I mean, I appreciated that it was a whole other story. I think, personally, a more interesting story. I was a little confused with the character names, and I didn't really understand the whole... I didn't understand the character daughter's motivations, mm-hmm. because she did genuinely have feelings for Carr, and I think she knew about the necklace, because Carr flat out told her the, the, the story behind the necklace. So she knew... Or some part of her had to know that he was tied to the Bulletproof Monk. So it didn't really make sense to me why she cut ties with him and then is after him to learn about Bulletproof Monk. Like, I understood that her group was sort of serving a higher power as in communist China. But I think the order of events was kind of threw me off. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Sorry, I know you can't comment because you didn't really read it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just interesting to see the differences. Um, and also, I'm reading, I, I think this is something from the author. Did you read this at the end? I, I skimmed through it. The very last paragraph is, We now eagerly await the continued quests of Carr and the many more bulletproof monks to come. Until then, peace and good health to all of us. Oh. So maybe they never wrote anymore. Yeah. Because I, I just remember when I was looking for it as a gift for you, I was looking to try and find like the complete. Like I didn't want to get you one issue. Mm-hmm. So that was the best that I could come up with. So... Yeah. Maybe he just never made more with the intention that they would. That actually makes sense. I, I understand how someone saw this and was like, we can make a movie. Yeah. You know? 
But I mean, I think I would have liked more. <laughs> is I guess my biggest yeah. takeaway. I mean, cool. I mean, that's not that's that's a compliment. That yeah. means you like it that you actually want more. Yeah. Um, but eh. really cool. <laughs> it um, was a, a cool comic book experience. One thing I learned is it takes me way longer to read a comic book than I thought it was going to. I'm not to. good at reading them either. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I just I tend to like skip the artwork too fast and then I have to like go back and like mm. and then put the pictures to the words and I just my brain just doesn't read comic books well. Yeah. I haven't read a lot, but I've you know, I've read a handful and stuff. Like I read like Joss Whedon did a run of X Men comics. I wrote I read those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the a lot of the Buffy comics uh, and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, I can't. I don't know what it is. My brain just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't translate the movement in like you know what I mean. Totally. And one critique that I will have, and this is coming from a non. I can't draw for anything, so I don't really know how comics work. This is my first comic, but one thing that I didn't like was the inconsistency in the drawing of Car, because sometimes I was confusing him, and not only Car, all of these characters, I confused them with like new people because they weren't drawn consistently. Like in some angles, Car was fully blonde, and then in others, he had black hair with blonde tips. Like it just didn't. I can see that one out just just by flipping through it. Yeah, like right there, perfectly blonde. Yeah. So I thought I didn't know why there was a lot of inconsistencies there. So I think that further, you know, caused confusion for me, um, as especially as a new comic book reader. Mm -hmm. So I would have liked that to be better, but. Other than that, I thought it was all right. Nice. I don't know that I'd love it because of all the points that I mentioned before, but it was a nice different take. It was a nice addition to a movie you really like and you yeah. got a little, little extra taste. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess one question I'll ask you, are you more interested in this version or are you satisfied with the movie? I like the fact that Car gets a little bit more play and... I feel like the other one just seems a little bit more of a straightforward action movie. Mm. Like, there's more just excuses to have, like, fight scenes. Not excuses, but, like, setups of, for fight scenes. Yeah. And um, this just probably seems like it might be a deeper story. But also, I can see some of the stuff you described not really working on film, but working dr- in a drawing. Like, the whole inner voice thing, you know, things like oh, that. Oh, totally, yeah. It would have been a little bit harder. So, it's really hard to tell because, honestly, it, they, there was very few similarities, truly, like, between the actual plots of both. Right. Like from what you just described to me, that was very different than the movie we saw. <laughs> totally. And I like the fact that the bulletproof monk wasn't something that it was more of a legend. You yeah, know, like I kinda like that too. So I, I like the mystery aspect of that. And I also like that the journey was Carr finding it within himself. Like it felt very like spiritual, like bulletproof monk esque. Yeah. Um esque. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. So yeah, I nice. liked it. I didn't love it, but I mean, I do want more, so I could potentially love it or make up my own story to continue it. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. Well, so. Asha, thanks for taking the time to kind of share with us. Uh, I think some people are definitely curious about this. Totally. Um, and I would love to hear, you know, if there are any fans other than me and my mom of <laughs> Bulletproof Monk who, you know, either read this comic or listen to what we had to say about it if you have any comments you know i'd love to hear them and discuss it shoot us an email at love what i love podcast at gmail.com yeah if you guys like it let us know sweet peace out guys